Hello, everyone, and welcome to another video or on the podcast. If you're listening today, we are going to do a dissection or an account of the Welter Espana 2023. And as always, the man who's been with me for most of the Welter Espana, Patrick Blake of Audi Cycling, and one third of the Echelon is here. Obviously, a tier list. Patrick, what do we do? We are going to put teams into one of five categories based upon their performance in the Vuelta Espana. Patrick, we'll start with Cofidis and uh, stage win with Jesus Herrada, 28th in GC. What do you think of them? They had a really good Tour de France, but can they be happy with this? I'm leaning towards satisfied because I think a stage win is... Or not necessarily what they'd sort of expect, but, you know, Harald has been quite prolific in the Vuelta the last few years. I think that, you know, he's sort of a man they rely upon, but they didn't really have a, a GC placing with like a Guillaume Martin or something, because of course he wasn't here. Uh, so I think Satisfied is a, a good way for us to start with Cofidis. Yeah, there's not much more else to say. Good win for Harada and the team. Mm. Uh, Jacob Euler, obviously they had Eddie Dunbar crashed out on the first stage. Not the greatest in terms of points haul either they well in terms of pro cycling stats list they finished third to last one top three and that was basically it it was on that stage which Kemner won I think Sobrero finished second place or third place on that climb the one which was neutralized by uh, like two k's to go for the GC riders because of a landslip I'm gonna say we're they even here yeah like, they like, were a, a team that's like won this before as well they had like three riders at the end but I'm sorry, Jaco. Can barely remember you even being in a race. Unfortunately, this is how the way cycling goes, and a bit cruel. A little trek. Obviously, we were very amped up with the the new kit in the Tour de France. They had a somewhat good Tour de France here, but Patrick, I can't remember them doing too much in this race if i'm honest. I want to say room for improvement because I do remember Edward Turns being in the sprints quite a bit. Okay, fair um, enough. But like, and, don't you think yeah. they should be doing more? Or are we saying that their squad was just for I don't what think they brought? Yeah, I don't think the squad was that great. I don't think they were probably expecting too much. They didn't have like a Pedersen or a Chicone or something to really kind of bolster the squad. So from that perspective, I think I'm going to go for room for improvement given the quality of team that they brought. Next, we have Lotto Destiny, obviously dropped down to Pro Continental. Andreas Korn taking a stage win on stage two pretty much up there for most of the part we we've said this before that lots of destiny pro continental is a is a very different beast from the world tour team we saw last year but what do you think of the belgian outfit obviously they were there in this well were they there in this they were in the breakaways a lot yeah they're in the breaks a lot i remember van eight as well was in the breaks True. quite a bit he was also there so yeah i think it was van eight and kron which were really carrying this team they did get that win i'm saying definitely satisfied maybe even very good mm. or is that a step too far yeah i don't you know because it, it is just the one stage and they are that pseudo world tour team still it's not like they lost too many stars yeah okay go satisfied then okay carrying on in your screen days oh this was an, another unlucky one because uh adamsman crashed but first the plus crashed on that first torrential stage and Gary Thomas nowhere in GC in terms of GC they were 31st but taking that one stage win with Filippo Ghana and I mean Patrick this is uh arguably the third best GC team in the world and obviously they've won every single Grand Tour so this could be the underperformance of the Vuelta for me because they got a stage win with Ghana I don't think they can go in where they even here because they definitely yeah, were 
So I think, I think room for improvement is the only place they can sit, considering that G was expected for a top five finish, you know, expected to do much more. I completely agree. Next, DSM, obviously... We, on the recaps, had a few interviews from them, which was very nice. Max Poole, uh, one of your favorites, the Yorkshireman from Scunthorpe, was there. He did work very well in his first of the Grand Tour. And uh, obviously, they were the surprise winners on the first stage and taking that red jersey as well for a day. And Roman Bardet was up there as well in the breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you make of this? And the stage win of Danese. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, sorry, Danny. I always forget about you. I know, it's, it's kind of, we're such a mixed bag squad, it's almost kind of hard to keep track of it all. I think, honestly, DSM did a very good ride. If you classify the TTT as, as a win, I think right, that... It is a win. Well, yeah, it, it is. It, it is, but it's kind of like a pseudo sort of win, because it's like, because, you know, it, it, the TTT was very sketchy, so teams which probably should have won were hampered, so... What does the history book say? Who and was the they winner? They do say exactly. And you know what? They were very active. Like you say, Bardet and Paul win the breaks. They got that win with Dainese. I, I I do think that yeah, very good. All all satisfied. Whatever. Do you think very good? Okay, I'll let you have the decider. I put them in very good, but I'm open to both. Definitely not room for improvement. But then, if Bardet got a stage win, would that that wouldn't put them in legendary? Are I they like? Yeah, for the quality of team which they brought, I think it could be satisfied. Okay, well, because we'll this isn't a team like unfamiliar to winning, so I think that a, a stage win isn't necessarily like the biggest bolster. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on to Young's team, Groupam FDJ. Obviously, Lenny Martinez was the big highlight, uh, managing to be in the leaders' jersey for a few days. Twenty fourth and GC was the highest. Three top three places as well. What did you think of this? The squad, they were very active, to be honest. They were very active. And like you say, Lenny coming into the red jersey was one of the most uh, unifying moments for the whole cycling sphere, I think, throughout the whole race. So I think it is a satisfying performance, considering that they, their average age of their squad was like 18. <laughs> something ridiculous, I don't know. It's not 18, it's like 22 or something. But I think that for the number of debutants that they had, they did very well. They probably wanted more out of Michael Storer, obviously. He tried to kind of go mm. for the Maxis jersey, but Remco. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not much you can do against him. Uh, next, moving on to Bora Hansgrohe, they have the two-pronged attack of Lazov and Alterbrooks. And uh, on the final competitive stage, they uh, swapped ranks for seventh and eighth. Lazov finishing ahead of his younger teammate but and then Lenny Kemner doing what Lenny Kemner does best taking a stage win so yeah what do you make of Bora not too bad actually it's hard to say with Bora because I do have quite high expectations of them now as a team in terms of a, a as a GC outfit so I'm not sure whether to go satisfied or very good you know the, the stage win does help seventh and eighth is kind of like a very Bora-esque finishing position and they're not too you know, unknown to get in a stage win. I feel like this team would have benefited from a sprinter, personally. I'm not yeah. sure. Satisfied? I'm tempted to go with, just but because it, it was... It is two riders in top 10, though. That's not... Yeah, That's I see what you mean. Lots of teams did that this year. Some teams <laughs> got three in that. Some fresh got three on the podium. Um, yeah. And, like, when you say Vlazov as well, this is the guy who's finished fourth in the Giro, fifth in the Tour, and then seventh here is probably not... Alterbrooks is, yeah, obviously there was a lot of expectations on his shoulders. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. And then getting Lenny Kemmer to take a win as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I agree with your reasoning. 
we don't have anyone in very good or legendary right now. That will change. We're, we're keeping it. We're well, keeping we, stringent. But uh, Intermarché, Circus, Wanty, and obviously, yeah, they got a stage win with Rue Costa, who's arguably one of the signings of the season. Many people wrote him off, and here we are. He's taking a stage, stage race victory and uh, Welter Espana stage. Yeah, other than that, yeah, what did you think of Intermarché? Yeah, other than that stage win, there wasn't really that much going on. There wasn't really a GC threat. The sprinting wasn't really there either. They were doing, trying to do it with like Hugo Page or something who didn't really hit the mark. Once again, I think it's satisfied. You know, for a team which hasn't been as they were in 2022, where they were, you know, doing really well, I think that they'd be satisfied with a stage win out of us, personally. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Considering the tour as well. They mm. have, yeah, bad luck for them. But Sudal, quick step. Next, obviously, the Remco Venable show, wearing the leader's jersey, winning three, was it three or four stages? Three stages along the way. Winning the Mountains jersey as well, after his off day, and finishing up in the top 15. Yes, I know the aspiration was to try and get him on the podium or win again, but I think it's a very good performance, to be honest, Mm because they really stole the show in that final week. Even on that final stage, he almost took the stage if Groves hadn't been there, and then he could have come closer to taking the points, Jesse. I think you're right. I think they do belong in very good. It, It was a great bounce back, considering that, yes, they dropped out of GC, with Remco, unfortunately, on that Tormelay stage, but they did manage to kind of reconcile and and go again and get something out of out of the race. So yeah, quite. Uh, I was quite impressed with the way that Remco managed to bounce back from that. I think that was a very good. Uh, if I mean, if he was up there in GC, maybe, and he got the same number of stage wins, maybe it would be legendary. But that's all hypotheticals. That would be almost Eddie Merck like. But we've talked about that a number of times. But uh, UAT Emirates next, and I mean. Juan Ayuso Almeida finishing inside the top 10. Mark Soler doing a very good job as well. They're finishing fourth on the Pro Cycling Stats ranking. Uh, one stage win as well uh, with Olano, which was quite unexpected. Um, a very good lead out by them. Obviously, they finished on the podium last year. But like we said that this this field was a higher level. So I think it's pretty good going by Juan Ayuso to still finish up here but yeah patrick what do you think of uat memories obviously they're the second best team in the world or actually best team in the world according to the uci rankings right now but yeah where would you put them i'm thinking very good and like you say i know they were sort of touted for finishing on the podium almeida finishing what was it ninth it's not the best considering that he finished on the podium of the giro but that stage win from milano i think gives them very good status if milano hadn't have won the stage i would be contemplating putting them in satisfied because this is a very winning team who win stages in grand tours and of course they won one in the tour and then the giro as well so you know they, they, they win stages so i think that that milano stage win which is arguably down to the work of rui Oliveira, i think has put them into very good nevertheless moving on to carroel who they had one top three place, which I can't even remember which was. It was what? Olois Alwa, the Venezuelan oh. champ. Oh, shoot. No, actually, I do remember now. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to say because outside of Alwa, I can't really remember anyone on their team. And they are pro-continental, so. They are pro-continental. I've got to go room for improvement. Were they even here? Come on. No, because Alwa was showing himself. 
in the sprints. Okay, fine. Carl, you need to send Patrick a Christmas card. You just saved your skin. But nevertheless, uh, Alps in De Koenig, obviously they had the fastest man, Caden Groves here, won the final stage as well. They picked up three in total, considering the sprinting field, and they had the most dominant sprint train. I feel like they should have won more, but maybe I'm being too harsh. Um, I can see what you mean. They did come second a handful of times as well. Points jersey as well. So. Points jersey too. I think they have to go in very good. There's no way yeah. to be satisfied. but. It's not a legendary performance. Sorry, Alpson. If you unleash Jason Osborne like I told you to, then maybe you could be in legendary. But for that, you get to sit in very good. Where's Macho Vanderpool? You should have brought him. We wanted to see the, the rainbow jersey. But nevertheless, AG to us, Itron. Obviously, they've had success at the World to be four. Were they here? Yeah, were they here? Who was even on their team? All I remember was Andrea Van Dram came second or third in that stage which Klon won and that's it I literally can't remember them doing anything sorry guys you're gonna be in or they even here speaking of were they even here team okay something ranked second last on the tally here and they were the ones who managed to lose themselves a position on GC as well 13th in GC with was it Christian Rodriguez world tour team though yeah no no and like they had Hofstetter here for the sprints. Did you see him? They had three top ten places, no podium finishes on any stage either. Were they even here? That's where they have to go. I'm sorry, I care, but uh, this is what happens when you go up to the world tour and you don't perform. It's not good enough. To be uh, honest with you. EF Education Easy Post next, and one day in the red jersey can well courtesy of that strange stage two, two top three places as well. What do you think of EF Education Easy Post? Hugh Carthy was here, but no. Yeah, right. I, I really don't think it was that great from EF. But it wasn't even that sort of EF sort of spark that we get, whether in the breakaways a lot and sort of animating the race, even if it doesn't really come to fruition. It was just sort of very fizzled out. And I, I was, yeah, it, it was very un EF. You know, Vandenberg. All I remember is he overcooked that corner on like the stage three or something like that. You know, they were definitely here, so they can't be in the bottom tier. So I'm going to go for room for improvement because, yeah, it, yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? I can't really even remember who they had on their team. Um, but yeah, they did get that one day in red. So I guess that saves it a tiny bit. But Bissiger wasn't good in the TT either. Weird. Now coming for the team that is bottom-ranked on the Pro Cycling Stats list. Did have the other Dela Cruz hovering inside the top 15, but he didn't start stage 16. Astana, former winners of the Vuelta España, podiumed here before as well. It's not great, is it? I want to say they're not really even here. Last is well, yeah. Leon Sanchez, Grand Tour as well. I literally can't think of anything notable which really happened. Like you say, David de la Cruz maybe could have kept them in room for improvement if he hung around to the end of a race. But yeah, they have to go in the bottom tier. Borgos, what do you think here? We had Sanchez up there a few of the stages. He looked quite interesting. Last stage, he finished. Sanchez finished third. Hind Whitepool's on Ranko Venerable. He finished sixth as well on stage 11 not bad but he's a youngster who's really been touted as a hot property now and he might be leaving 
we'll go very soon to the world tour but what do you think as they are probably the team with the lowest budget my expectations were very low going into this for burgos because they don't have the highest quality roster so therefore them getting just a couple of top 10 places is that enough to drag them out of where they even here well four actually in total four in total well if they got four i'm gonna say room for improvement yeah because that would be I think a bit too harsh to put them in with even here because I think they honestly did a better job than an Archaeus. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, staying on the Spanish theme, movie star, the principal Spanish team, obviously, Enric Mas didn't complete his normal theme of finishing second on the podium. Sixth overall, question marks over his form going into this. You flagged that up because he missed the World Tour Borgos and suffering from that Tour de France crash. So given those circumstances, how do you think, well, you can't just judge Enric Mas by, uh, movie star by Enric Mas. They also had Los Cano in here, who you were very excited about, but the Spanish champion, I only really saw him on that stage 20. Yeah, I think you, you are right. There were other people in this team, but I'm basing a lot of this off of Enric Mas because, you know, he is the principal rider. Finishing in sixth place, I think, is a little bit below where I expected him to be. I thought that he would be fighting it out with a Yuzo. I'm going to say maybe, I don't know, it, it's room for improvement or satisfied, I think. It can't be very good. They didn't get a stage win. Like, Ivan Garcia-Cortina didn't really do too much in the sprints. I think they could have done with, like, an Aramburu or something here. I don't really know. But yeah, Lazcana didn't really do anything despite all the hype after his Walter Burgos stage win. I don't know. If it was fourth place, I'd say it was definitely satisfied, but it's somewhere in between. But they finished on the podium so many times, so I feel like this should be a room for improvement, given, yeah, like you said, it. no stage win to, like, yeah. balance the books up. Uh, but nevertheless, going to Bahrain victorious, they seem to have a pretty good year. Landissimo kind of happened. Fifth overall stage win as well with Walt Pools, who was absolutely electric as well on Anglerou. You're rider of the Welter Spania as well over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast. Yeah, I'm tempted to go for very... Yeah, given like how strong like the Yombo boys were, I kind of want to say very good for Bahrain because they really took the race to it. And the sniper himself was very strong as well. Yeah, the Italian sniper returned. Um, I think you're right. It, I would love to put them in legendary, but I just... I just don't think we can. They they were one of the slight overachievers, I think, in this race. Of course, they also got Boitrago in the top 10 in GC, so that was you know, two guys in the top 10, which is very good. But this is all relatively sort of what we'd expect from, from Bahrain is to be up there in GC, but that stage win from pools, very strong showing. You know, they were one of the only other teams outside of Yumbo and UAE to actually set pace on a mountain and do something and animate the race which i really respect so i think that bahrain deserve a very good status coming to total energies obviously taking a surprise win with jeffrey bouchard and also finishing 11th in gc pro continental did i say satisfied i think they could be satisfied yeah that win by Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey's soup was really good, actually. Did I say um, Jeffrey Bouchard? I think you said Jeffrey Bouchard. Uh, wrong Jeffrey. Sorry, Jeffrey soup. Je Jeffrey the soup. The best beard in the peloton, I have to say. Yeah. That was 
probably one of the most unexpected stage wins of the whole race. I also remember Steph Crafts being up there quite like sometimes. Yeah. I think he was in the top ten of the Tourmalay stage, I wanna say. So I think that was quite a overperformance a good performance by by Steph Crafts as well. So I think Satisfied is a very suitable place for them to go. And then that leaves us with. <laughs> The team of the Vuelta España, the one-two-three that hasn't hasn't been achieved since 1966, winning yeah five stages away along the way. Jonas Vingor, Roglic, Seb Kuz all taking stages, and uh, Roglic and Vingor taking two extra ones, so they had two, winning the team classification as well. Yeah, this is the most well. Would you say this is more legendary than the 2022 Tour de France where they had? the free classifications and the team classification there, but they only had one guy on the podium. Here they have three. I think this one is more impressive because of the podium lockout, because of just the unprecedented nature of it. It's so... So room for improvement? Room for improvement. Were they even here? Yeah, were they even here? I don't remember seeing Yombo here. Uh, They were just insane. But... Yeah, Patrick, who has been your team of the Welter? Well, probably Yombo. And who has been your the worst team of the Welter for you as well? All right. Um, but for the touting up that I gave them, I'll say that Bahrain were my team of the Welter. I think that, yeah. The, considering that they didn't really... They, they were always just kind of there on the screen. It was always like, even if it was at the back of the group, there was always like Boitrago being dropped or it was always Lander at the front. So it felt like they were just everywhere. They were in breakaways a lot too. And then my team, which I think did the worst, there's a few to pick from, isn't there? I will go with, I want to go with Jaco, but I feel like that's a bit harsh because they lost Dunbar. I'm going to go with Arkea, just keep slamming it. Keep slamming them into the ground. I've already gone at them twice. May as well make it three times. You're then you're not on their Christmas list, no. Christmas card list. But yeah, obviously I'm going to go for Yombo Visma as the team of the welter. Uh, one of us had to, and uh, you're kind of their antichrist now. Uh, yeah. My disappointment of the welter has to be Astana. I know they didn't have a great team, but Astana, like the 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 heritage they have in Grand Tours is just evaporating and I don't like seeing it. Mm. But anyways, that's it for this ranking video tier list, whatever you want to call it. Make sure to comment down below what you think. We always like hearing. Make sure to comment down below what you think, who's been your team of the race, have you been too harsh on some of the teams? And if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel here and hit the like button. And of course, as always, thank you for watching and we will see you around.